This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Hello, I'm Latoya Edwards. Welcome to Passenger Seat Womanhood. I pray that this show is an encouragement for you to learn to let God take the lead in your life, to surrender everything to Him so that you can embrace the joy and peace that is only found when we let go of the need to be in control and to be perfect and we learn to just follow God. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Passenger Seat Motherhood. Today's episode is titled Learning to Let It Go, Confessions of a Recovering Perfectionist. Um, Now I have said before that I am a self-proclaimed recovering perfectionist um, because for a very long, long time I struggled with the need and the desire um, to always be perfect at all times. I have learned um, since I have grown up and in these last few years of learning to follow what God has for me that it is very dangerous to try to live life perfectly and to be trapped in you know the bounds and the confines of perfection. So today I'm just going to share a little bit of my story and my journey um, in dealing with perfectionism and I want to talk about what perfection is and why it's a problem. So first off, I just want to say this, that perfectionism, um, it's a lie. You know, the lie that we tell ourselves is that we need to be perfect. Um, You know, we need to be perfect to be acceptable. We need to be perfect for someone to love us. Um, If we are perfect, then everything in our lives will be perfect. And that's just untrue. Uh, First off, Like I tell my children, um, there's no way that we can be perfect. Uh, The only perfect person to ever walk the earth was Jesus. And, you know, we are not him. We weren't meant to be him. And trying to be perfect is going to cause more harm and more hurt than it's going to help in anybody's life. Um, Now, my situation um, might be a little bit unique, but I grew up in a home with one parent who was an alcoholic and who dealt with life and when things got out of control by drinking. And I had another parent who did not drink, but their way of dealing with life was to try to be in control of everything. And so growing up in an environment like this um, kind of fed my idea and this you know, concept of needing to be perfect. Um, Because, you know, we we were taught growing up that you don't want everybody to know what's going on in your home. You don't want everybody to know, you know, the troubles and the issues going on in your home because those are private, you know, for the family. And that's not to say that that was wrong, but without some further teaching, you know, it can create secrets. And for me, it created this need to be perfect at all times. Um, You know, I was a straight-A student for a very long time, and that kind of just became what was expected of me. And if I didn't meet those expectations, uh, there were some serious consequences. And as I grew up, I kind of started to internalize these lies from somewhere that if I didn't meet those perfect standards, that it was because there was something wrong with me. And that I needed to always be doing everything that I could to be perfect. I needed to always appear to have it together. You know, never let anybody see that there's anything wrong, that there's anything, 
you know that you're struggling with like that's just not acceptable I have to be perfect because I have to be in control because when I'm in control and things are going my way then I can be happy and life will be good and you know if you've been on this earth for any amount of time you know that that is very very untrue so that's just a little bit of my story and I just want to really just maybe spend some time talking about why perfectionism is so dangerous so when I think of perfectionism I think it is just this this need to be perfect at all times and if we can't be perfect then it's this need to appear to be perfect and to have it all together which now um, you know that I'm in my 30s it really sounds silly to me um, to think that it's something that I would want is to appear to be perfect at all times because I mean that's just crazy nobody has it together all of the time right you know I I remember watching the Jetsons as a kid and I just remember the scene where Judy the mom you know gets a phone call and and she can't answer right away because she has to put her face on like she literally has this mask that she can put on her face and she looks perfectly groomed makeup hair and everything and, and she puts this on to talk to her friend and somewhere in the conversation the friend's mask falls off and she's very horrified and embarrassed and she has to hang up really quickly um, and so that's kind of how I went through life for a long time. I had my mask on so that no matter what was going on, no matter what the situation was, no matter who I was talking to, if you looked at me, everything looked like I had it under control. You know, everything was perfect. Everything was happy. And that's what perfectionism is. It really, it's a mask. It's a lie. It's a lie that we tell ourselves that in order to be happy and to be loved and accepted that we need to be perfect. And it's a lie that we put out to other people, um, you know, when we appear to have it all together all of the time. So I just want to throw that out there. If you know somebody that appears to have it together all of the time, um, I promise you that that's not the case because we all have something that we're dealing with. Um, You know, it's not all perfect and happiness all of the time. So why is this a problem? Well, it's a problem because number one, like I said before, we cannot be perfect. We are not Jesus. We are not God. We, you know, are sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. We are born with, you know, a sinful nature. And just that fact alone means that we cannot be perfect on this side of heaven. Now we're going to add to that another problem of being perfect if we are perfect if we have everything under control if we do everything right then we don't really have a need for a savior right if we're perfect if we don't do anything wrong if we have it all together if life is going good and everything is as it should be as we want it to be at all times then that kind of pushes God out of the equation. And this is why I say it's dangerous. Because any time that we are living life or we are making decisions or choices and there's no room for God, there's going to be many, many, many problems with that. Because we can't do anything without Him. You know, He created us. He knows us. He loves us. He's there to help us. And He knows what's best for us. And it really is best to learn to follow him and the plan that he has for our lives. And if you are someone that is listening and you are struggling with perfectionism, just realize, number one, that it's a lie. 
that it is an impossible standard to hold yourself up to. And if you can wrap your brain around the fact that the way that you've been thinking for this period of time is a lie, that is the first step into finding liberty and freedom from that lie and from the binds that it puts onto your life. You know, we cannot be perfect. We should not expect ourselves to be perfect. God does not expect or demand or require perfection from us. That's the whole reason that he sent Jesus to die on the cross. And so let go of that need to be perfect. Don't hold yourself up to that impossible standard. You know, realize that we are not created perfect. And that's a really good thing because that just means that we need a savior and we need God. And he loves us and he is not going to do anything that's going to hurt or harm us. And that's okay. Because if you are giving over the control of your life to somebody that only wants what's best for you, then you are in great hands. I just wanted to say that. So I wanted to take just a few minutes to look um, in the Bible, in Scripture, um, because it is a great teacher. And when I think of perfect, and I think of people in the Bible that had a problem with perfectionism, I immediately think of the Pharisees in the Bible. Now, the Pharisees in the Bible were religious leaders, and they followed, you know, the Old Testament law to the T, right? They were what we sometimes people call legalistic. They dotted all their I's, they crossed all their T's, they followed every single rule, and because they jumped through all these hoops, they felt like that was righteous for them. That's how they were earning their way, you know, into into heaven by doing everything the right way. And so I I'm looking in Matthew uh, chapter 23. And I um sometimes read in the message uh, just because it's really plain English, and it's really good at kind of getting just a basic main concept. And so in my Bible, um, Matthew chapter 23 in the message translation, um, the subtitle for the chapter is Religious Fashion Shows. Um, Now I find that really funny, um, because in my mind, this is exactly um, how I picture the Pharisees. They are walking around you know, following their rules and and having these impossible standards to show off. You know, look at what we're doing. Look at what we've done. Look at all the things that we are doing right. It's kind of like a fashion show. You go to a fashion show, somebody's showing you all of the work that they've done, and it's beautiful, and it looks really nice, um, but that might not be the case. And this is what happens um, with the Pharisees. Uh, chapter 23, verses 25 26, you know, it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. Now, can I just tell you, if you go through this chapter, everywhere almost in every little section, you will see woe to the Pharisees. Woe to you, you teachers of the law and Pharisees. Woe to you, you teachers of the law and the Pharisees. Woe, you blind guides. They're called hypocrites. You know, it says that 
they are called snakes and the brood of vipers and nothing good is ever said about the Pharisees in the Bible. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be associated with any group of people um, where it's woe to you every time that you're mentioned. That just doesn't sound like a good thing. And I think that the message in the New Testament to the Pharisees is very relevant for those of us struggling with perfectionism. Because the problem with the Pharisees is that they looked good on the outside. On the outside, they looked like they had it all together. But their hearts were a mess. That's why I love the image of the cup. And when we are dealing with perfectionism, we are just like the Pharisees. Because we are very concerned with what the outside looks like. You know, am I put together when I leave the house? Do I have my mask on? You know, can somebody look at me and tell that I'm struggling? Can somebody come in my house? Can they see, you know, the truth is that I I don't have it all together, that I'm struggling, that maybe I need some help? We are so focused on appearances and superficial things and what's on the surface that we are really missing the bigger picture, which is what's going on in our hearts, what's going on inside of us, what you know, is the heart of the matter when it comes to our home, to our lives, and to our situation. And this is, just very clearly illustrates the dangers of being trapped in perfectionism. You're focused on the wrong thing. And here's something that I have learned. If, you know, if the enemy of our souls can keep us focused on something that's not important, if he can keep us focused on something that's superficial then he can keep us from, you know, from our blessings. He keeps us from from seeing truth. He keeps us from experiencing the joy and the abundance of life. And when I realized this, it made me really mad. I realized that by being focused on, on how I looked to the outside world and how my home looked to the outside world, and how my children look to the outside world and you know how my choices look to the outside world that I was letting Satan rob me blind and I decided that I wanted my stuff back that I wasn't going to let him have that much control over my life and my situation anymore and I decided that I really really needed some help I didn't want to be you know stuck on this journey to just be perfect because the truth of it is that it's exhausting okay I was I spent a lot of time trying to be perfect and in the end it almost killed me because what happens is that you set this really impossible standard and you try and you try and you try and you try to get to that standard and sometimes you get there but when you get there you realize that it's still not good enough so you raise the bar. And if you don't get there, then you feel like a failure. And so you get into this vicious cycle of failing or of reaching that goal that you thought, but realizing that it's not good enough. Nothing's ever good enough. You're never going to arrive. You're never going to get there. And you just live your life like this over and over for weeks and months, you know, and years. And it starts to make you bitter. It starts to make you angry. It can make you depressed 
because you're just not happy. If you can never reach your goal, then you're not ever going to find that joy that God wants you to have and that we were created to have. You know, God didn't create us to walk around, you know, missing out on all the great things in life because we have made up in our minds that this thing way over here that's really sparkly and shiny is what we need. You miss out on stuff. You know, when I was focused on creating this this appearance of this perfect life and this perfect home and this perfect family, I missed out on some attacks that were coming into my home that I wasn't prepared for because I was distracted. You know, when I was focusing on you know, being the perfect single mom, and I don't even know what that looks like, I missed out on simple things. I missed out on the joy of having time with my children and just being a mom because I was focused on being perfect. And so when you're focused on being perfect, you're always looking to the future. You're always looking at some point in time that's not right now. And so you miss those moments. You miss, you know, those moments where your child wants to share something with you because they've just discovered something or they've just mastered a new skill. But because you're so focused on getting to whatever that perfect place is, you miss out on that with your with your child. You miss that moment. And so what happens is not only do we start to feel not good enough, you know, we can also pass those feelings on to our children and to the people in our lives that we love and that are really important to us. And that's dangerous. You don't want to create this cycle of perfectionism. You know, kind of the sins of the, the father and the mother, you know, going into the children, the grandchildren. Um, you don't want to do that. I can speak from experience. Uh, my oldest son, very early I started seeing perfectionist ways in, in him with anything that he wanted to do. He, when he wanted to start to read, he wanted to get it perfect the first time. If he didn't get it perfect the first time, he was very upset. He was very frustrated. You know, he was very down on himself. He wanted to quit. He, you know, would say, Mommy, I can't do it. I'm just stupid. So these are all of the lies that we, that we tell ourselves, right? Well, of course, I didn't get it right because... I'm too slow, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not thin enough, or I don't have, you know, my my face isn't perfect and how it should be, whatever it is. You know, we tell ourselves these lies to justify our impossible standards, and that's not how God wants us to live. So I just want to challenge you, as you're listening to this podcast, um, to focus on your cup on the inside of your cup. You know, I have learned that when I take the time to focus on my heart and on my attitude and on what's really, really important, that the outside takes care of itself. Um, Because here's the thing. I don't think that God intended for people to look at me and see a perfect person that has it all together. Um, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to talk to somebody or read something from somebody, you know, or learn about them because I want encouragement, 
I don't want to hear how perfect their life is. You know, I want to know how they survived their struggles, how they made it through those hard times, because that's what's really important. What's important about my story is not that I look like I had it together when I was getting divorced or while I'm dealing with my child's special needs or as I'm, you know, dealing with, you know, the loss of somebody very close to me. That's not what's important. You know, the fact that I look like I have it all together isn't going to bless anybody. If anything, it's going to maybe offend or upset them. What's important is what what you know what my attitude is during that time you know how did i draw closer to the lord during that time those are the things that are important and these are the things that we miss out on when we are trying so hard to be perfect and the truth is is that god hasn't asked us to be perfect he just hasn't he's asked us to pick up our cross and follow him That's it. Follow him. Listen to what he wants us to do. Pay attention to the path that he set for our lives. And just follow him. He knows that we're not going to get it perfect. He knows that we're going to make mistakes. And he already knows exactly how we're going to come through that. He loves us just that much that he's gone ahead of us on our journey. And he knows where we're going to start. He knows where we're going to end up. And he knows all of the bumps along the way that we are going to experience. And he is there with us every single step of the way to help us, to pick us up, to heal our hurts, to you know help us deal with all of these the lies and the emotions that come with you know the journey. And so if you are listening to this I have some resources listed on the website um, for this podcast it's the ultimate homeschool radio network.com and just find my show passenger seat womanhood and I have some resources that have really helped me on my journey to being free from perfectionism and we're not done because next time I want to take a look at how we overcome perfectionism and you know what the answer is to this problem so you know today we've talked about why it's a problem you know what it is and you know next time I really want to explore how you can overcome you know the need to be perfect and you know what that looks like it's gonna look different for everybody but um, there is one key. There, I actually do have an answer to that question of, of how we overcome. And I just want to encourage you to take a look at your life and figure out the lies that you are telling yourself. Because the lies that we tell ourselves keep us from experiencing the abundance that God has for us. They're the things that keep us from being able to truly follow him you know, into the life that he has planned for us already. So take care, and I can't wait to talk next time um, as we journey together to be free of perfectionism, and you know, then you'll be able to say that you're a recovering perfectionist as well. So until next time, take care.
Thank you so much for being with me today. I'm Latoya Edwards, and you have been listening to Passenger Seat Womanhood. I would love to connect with you. Please visit me on my blog at latoyaedwards.net. And remember, slide over to the passenger seat and enjoy the blessings that flow when we follow God's plan instead of our own.